Welcome to the Twimmel AI Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Charrington. All right, everyone. I am on the line with Sharif Mitias. Sharif is CIO and Vice President of Strategy with TJI Fridays. Sharif, welcome to This Week in Machine Learning and AI. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Why don't we get started by having you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to get involved in uh, AI? Yeah, well, it's been uh, it's been a circuitous route. You know, I started my career actually in consulting, worked with a number of Fortune 500 uh, retailers, restaurant brands, uh, consumer products organizations, and really throughout my career, helping organizations uh, think about kind of really innovation, talking about how do we create, how do we evolve and really drive innovation from an organizational perspective to allow us to better meet really the end state goals, whether that is drive revenue, reduce cost, greater guest engagement. And really, you know, as the underpinnings of that throughout my career has been technology. Technology enables us to do different things, to do things that allows us to look at things differently, really at scale. And for very large organizations, being able to do things at, you know, an individual or customer level is really enabled by technology. You don't, you'll never have enough bodies, so to speak, to be able to target individual guests without the use of technology. And so, you know, as my career continued to evolve, continued to rely and really utilize technology to drive innovation, and now in my current role, really driving, you know, kind of the, the question of what's next, what's next for restaurants, what's next for engaging guests, both inside our four walls as well as outside, and really utilizing, you know, the power now of AI and chatbots and the new technologies to create a different level of guest engagement, to really create more intimacy and that one-to-one connection that every brand strives to have. You know, we go back to, you know, the first TGI Fridays over 50 years ago was that first bar and grill in New York where the bartender connected one-on-one with that guest. And, you know, coming back now 50 plus years later when we serve over 500,000 guests per day across our network globally, how do we go back to connecting with those individuals on a one-to-one basis? AI allows us to do that. Can you elaborate on on how? If you think about it at face value, you know, maybe, you know, you think about it in the opposite way, right? That AI kind of gets in between human to human connections. How how are you seeing how are you looking at it? Yeah, so we're looking at it really in two ways. I mean, the 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 old adage of, you know, help me help me be better and don't hinder, right? So from a do no harm is, you know, kind of the physician's adage. And so when we think about AI and really specifically technology, it's how, do we, how does it make our people better? How does it make our team members in the restaurants better? How does it make us better from a corporate perspective? And in really in two ways. So, you know, from a, when our guests are outside our restaurants, they're on social platforms, they're talking to voice-assisted devices, they're doing things on a daily basis, whether mobily or, you know, uh, sitting behind a desk that drives engagement, that they, they want to be engaged, right? They want to talk to their friends. They want to understand what's happening. They want to share things. And we use AI 
to be part of that conversation. So through our chatbots, for example, we use AI to listen. We understand when people are talking about certain drinks. We understand when it's a hot day in New York and they're talking about Long Island iced teas. And so we, we use AI to capture first information and then to suggest the next best action, right? So for that individual guest who's thinking about that old adage, you know, kind of what do I do tonight? You know, what, what are we, what are we going to do tonight? Where are we going to go? Being part of their daily kind of interaction with their friends on the social platforms, utilizing AI to come up with that, well, send this individual this specific content at this specific time on this specific platform is really powerful. So being able to connect with individuals using technology allows the people that our social media team, for example, to have higher level conversations. They know more about these guests. They're using AI to be smarter in how they respond in certain cases. So we have the bots respond, but we also have humans still respond and it makes them better. Similarly, inside our restaurants, we have loyalty members, for example. And so if I can tell the host or hostess through AI that a loyalty member is in the bar and this is what they've had before, this is their favorite drink, this is how they like to engage, imagine how much more powerful that information is for a bartender or a host or a server knowing who that individual guest is and we make them better. We create a better experience for the guest because we know who you are and we provide that information through the technology to our servers inside the restaurant. In that latter scenario, where does AI come in relative to traditional loyalty types of you know, technology is like a CRM system? Yeah. So what we do is this, the, the kind of the data, the CRM, the, the guest profile information is sits behind the scenes. But AI then says, okay, I know not only who this person is, but given what others have done, what other actions people have taken, I suggest you offer X. I suggest that we surprise and delight this guest because it, we can show a return on offering whatever it is, that second drink, we can offer something uh, suggestive that we feed to our servers or bartenders to be able to kind of, again, deliver the next best action as it relates to our guest. So it's beyond predictive. It's really around what are some of the different options that the machine is telling us should work to help either drive loyalty, increase frequency, or drive the check average higher. Mm. So you, your initial efforts in this space have been focused on, on chatbots both outside the store and, and in the store. Taking a step back, how did you think about the space of AI and the opportunity presented by AI as a whole and determine where to start? Yeah, that's a great question. So when we, when we kind of started, and again, I, you know, I'll profess we are still in the crawl of the crawl, walk, run. I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. And this, this sector is, uh, this technology is really, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface. So when, when we step back, we obviously did the first thing, which is we just talked to a lot of people. You know, the old, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of don't be the smartest person in the room. And so we reached out to a lot of folks. We reached out to a lot of different third parties and partners and just started understanding, understanding what are the use cases out there, right? What are, what are other people at least exploring? Whether that be, and we heard a lot about customer service, right? So we talked to a lot of folks 
that were using AI in their in their help desks and their you know customer service you know call centers, and that was interesting. And we obviously have our own call center. People call one eight hundred Fridays, but we felt that was you know interesting, but too far removed. Right? We were we were wanting to use AI more around that first interaction or that kind of very user kind of guest facing activity that again is understanding how they think about considering where they're going to go tonight for a food or or a beverage occasion. So instead of kind of what I would consider kind of the the back end when when someone wants to call you and ask a question, I wanted to get out in front of it and be more kind of using AI to really understand the voice of the customer and to be able to respond with more relevant and more personalized content. So that's what really started the path on. So how do we do that? And so we started from a guest first perspective that said, well, where are our guests? When they're not with us, where where are they and what are they doing? Obviously, they're on social. Obviously, they're talking to things. They're, right. they're typing things. And so we started our journey by understanding where they are and then start and then ask questions on well, what do we want AI to solve? Right. So we went back to some of the KPIs and said, well, from a from a metrics perspective, we're after, you know, loyalty. We want we want loyal guests. We want them to come in more often, right? So from a frequency perspective, and we want them to spend more when they're with us, whether they're dining inside a restaurant or picking up a, a an order to go or delivered. And so if you start with those questions, then you, then you kind of work backward and say, well, how can AI help that? Well, first we need to understand, right? So to me, the first thing that AI uh, really, before we kind of got into AIs, we had to we had to we had to listen. We had to collect data, and that led us to chatbots, right? Because chatbots are not only just delivery mechanisms; they're listening mechanisms as well. They help you understand what people are talking about, what questions, what dialogues they're having as it relates to the brand. Then we had to connect the dots. So then we used some other third parties to say, okay, I've got purchase behavior. I know what people buy. I know when they buy it. I know I know where they are when they buy it. And then I have all these interactions that are happening on social platforms and voice-enabled devices. I also have kind of information when they call our 1-800-FRIDAYS call centers. I know credit card data. I know Foursquare data. I know all this data. But now I need someone, I need something to stitch it together and help me understand what to do with it, right? Kind of what, what do I do with this? How do I pull the insights and create that next best action for my guest? And that's kind of the path we took. I imagine a big part of the challenge in approaching these various AI projects has been in that latter piece that you, you know, made sound so easy with connecting the dots, right? Can you elaborate on some of what went into making all that happen? Yeah. So again, it's, uh, it goes back to not being the smartest people in the room. We, uh, we partnered with a kind of a, a very early stage uh, startup out of Seattle that really helped us pull all this structured and unstructured data together and started creating not just micro segments, but really the opportunity to differentiate, you know, Sally versus Mary. And we ran a bunch of pilots, as you can imagine, to, you know, really start honing in on, well, do we really know Sally? And then I know someone that looks like Sally, but she's slightly different. So but I don't know her name yet. So let's call her Sally B and Sally C. And so we started kind of really, again, creating mini personas of individual guests. And this, this, this tool really helps us, again, 
literally, I use the vernacular and they use it before I even met them, connect the dots. Because they're, they're, everyone swims in data, it's this opportunity to really pull it together and say, this is Sally. And Sally needs something different than Mary, even though they'd be in that same demographic, psychographic, geographic bucket. They are two totally different individuals. And our first pilot was crazy. I mean, we, we did this where we just took a group of people that we had identified their individual personas. It was about 10,000 people. How were those 10,000 selected? We basically just because we, we, we believed we knew a lot about them through this, this data stitching activity. They weren't loyalty members, right? So we didn't, we didn't have them already in our database. These were just individual guests that we had been able to pull from their, again, restaurant activity, their online activity, their social okay. activity, etc. And we sent them a message. We sent them a message on whatever platform they happened to be on, if, if they had given us permission. So they, they had obviously interacted with us somehow in the past, but they weren't loyalty members. We sent them a message, non, a non-discount message that was just relevant to them. So for instance, Mary, we knew, liked, for whatever reason, uh, she drank wine on Tuesday nights. And she always had a girls' night on Tuesday nights. So we figured it might be some book club, might be something that was encouraging Mary to have wine on Tuesday nights. Okay. So we sent a message to Mary about a wine special just for her on Tuesday night at her local mm-hmm. Fridays. And you said that's not, it, it wasn't discount. It wasn't a, a discounting promotion. It was some other kind of special. It was just a special, like we have this new wine at okay. our restaurant. We'd like you to come try it. And we sent it to her Tuesday at 5 PM. Mm-hmm. Right. So right before we knew she was about to go out. Well, each person of this 10,000 had a different message like that. We had a 78% click-through rate. And then out of that 78%, we tracked half of that group actually ordered something that we could tell that because we knew that we, we were able to track them. Some people we couldn't track, so they may have ordered, but they used cash or something we didn't know. Without a discount, we drove purchase of one-third of that group. And so it was the power, again, of a very personalized message at the right time that was powered basically by this, this AI tool that we had, we had partnered with. And what was that company? They're called Imperity. Imperity? Yep. And is that something where, is that a, like a cloud service of some sort or is it software that you're running or more service, service that they delivered? It's a service they deliver. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And so- You've kind of collected all this, well, you had, did, well, actually, did you find in going through the process that there was some data or that you, that you needed that you didn't have? <laughs> There's always data. There's always, you'd always like to have more in this business, obviously. And I think it really comes down to the ability to really connect with folks that, that, that piece of information that says, I want to go beyond email and in-app messages, right? It's the ability to figure out specifically, you know, I'm tied to you here. You're talking to my bot on Facebook or on Twitter, you know, understanding exactly how I can, I can provide a message on various devices at the right time because we're still a little hindered by you have to approve every kind of communication channel more information there and more uh, ability to connect with you beyond just email and in-app would be obviously be powerful. 
The other piece that we're trying to get into is friends of people that we know, right? So going back to Mary, I know Mary went out for Tuesday wine. I don't know enough yet about Mary's friends, right? And and the group that we also are trying to target, as you can imagine, are very friend-driven from a recommendation engine perspective, right? So when a group of friends, someone always asks, well, where are we going tonight? They take the input of their friends, right? So if I can get one of those friends to suggest Fridays first, I got to win, right? And so it's, we're really working hard now to understand, okay, how do I get into the networks of these people that I know to create more engagement, to create more recommendation opportunities, to be able to extend basically our reach of those that we really know into those that we would like to know and help us recommend. And what does that mean for you to explore something like that? Do you have uh, some set of folks that are kind of dedicated to R&D? Are you doing, you have kind of an evolving proof of concept or, or some effort that you're working on to try to explore these avenues? Or is it more keeping your eyes open and ears to the ground and seeing what other folks are doing? Yeah. So right now we have a couple people that, you know, again, I kind of dedicate to the what's next uh, category. They're always kind of searching, talking to, you know, new startups, third parties to understand, you know, what's emerging, what's possible. And so they, they are kind of my, you know, my seekers, so to speak, in terms of going out and trying to understand what, what can we leverage, what's new and, and innovative. In this case, in that specific example I gave, we, we have early conversations going in terms of how to make that happen. We don't have a pilot rolling out yet, but to me, okay. it's, uh, it's the next piece we need to push through. In terms of the, get it down, the, I forget, what was the name of the company that you mentioned? Amparity. Amparity. And I guess I'm curious about the, the various technology pieces and platforms that were used to pull all this together. So Amparity sounds like they had a big part in the connecting the dots pieces, you know, pulling information from, I'm assuming, various silos that you've got, your CRMs, your transactional systems, et cetera and making that available via some fashion. But then there are pieces like the chat platform itself. Did you use an off-the-shelf platform or did you build one yourself? Some of the kind of the AI or analytics pieces that you describe for determining the next best offer, you know, is that stuff that you built yourself or stuff that you used off the shelf? Can you talk a little bit about the technology landscape that enables all this? Sure. So kind of the, the underlying what I'll call kind of data warehouse areas is powered by Microsoft. We, we're obviously all in the cloud with Azure. We have, you know, the data lakes that kind of house all the information for us. Kind of feeding that, obviously, we have all our, to your point, transactional data, whether that be from our restaurants that's driven by, from a front of house perspective, micros, back of house, NCR. We have the online platform that drives data into that, which is powered by Adobe and our, our Hybris platform from SAP. So those are kind of the big pieces of data, you know, moving on to the new technologies like our chatbots and the AI that powers those. We partnered with a great firm out of Austin called Conversable and uh, Conversable powers all of that for us, whether it be on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Amazon Alexa, and we just launched with a GM's OnStar uh, platform. So we're in millions of, of OnStar vehicles now. 
Do people actually use that? They do, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, yes. And, you know, we've just we've just started with them. So we don't have the ordering turned on, but we have the uh, you can make a reservation for a table like on your way in the car. You're looking for a restaurant. Okay. It obviously gives you directions to the local Fridays. Pretty soon we'll add the capability to, you know, have your have your first drink waiting for you at the table on your way. So, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of fun things planned. I, again, engaging. We're a you know, we're we're a fun and social brand. But um, yeah. But uh, Conversible helps power all that. They also have the AI engine behind that that allows us to, uh, again, create the machine, creates new content personalized to the conversation that's occurring across the different the different platforms. That all, again, feeds into it's kind of a loop into Empirity that helps us understand these personas, connects the dots, feeds that back into things like Conversible so that the machine learns and can be better at targeting what they say to Mary versus Sally. So that's really the kind of the core engines of our technology. With regards to the work that Conversible did and, or rather the work that you did around the, the chatbot, like how much of the, the process of getting that up and running did the vendor do versus uh, your team do and, and where, Kind of where are the the interfaces and the leverage points and things like that? If that question makes any sense. Yeah, sure. No, I you know again we um, we relied you know in that example on Conversable a great deal to really help from a technical perspective and from an integration perspective. Obviously, working with the Facebook and Twitters and Amazons of the world, GM of the world to to do all the integration pieces to to really set up again kind of the. Uh, the wireframe, so to speak, the, the the building blocks of what we needed to have. So my team was more around helping what I would call tailor the experience, you know, and making sure that it's, you know, it's in a Friday's voice, right? And making sure that it's connecting in the right way so that, you know, A, the bots are not inappropriate. They're they're doing the right, right. things, right? right. So right. the the I would say the the walls, the house, you know, is built by conversible. I would say, you know, my team is more around putting the paint on the walls and the the artwork on the walls to make sure it's ours uh, versus some generic bot. So the the bots, you know, there's this whole integration piece that talks to all of the various platforms. And then there's the natural language understanding, natural language processing stuff that, you know, typically is like understanding the intents the intent of the person that you're talking to and like, what are the various, you know, entities and things like that, that people might be talking about and, and all of that kind of stuff. Is that all things that your team had to come up to speed on, or is that stuff that you relied on the vendor to handle for you? Yeah. A great deal of that. We, we relied on conversable obviously as my team got more learned, I would say, we had more input. We started asking more questions that helped, I think, make the combined team better. And I think, but yeah, clearly this was a, this was a, we kind of jumped with both feet, not sure where we were, where we were landing. Uh, we relied a great deal on our partners to, to get us up to speed quickly. And then really a lot of that initial, what I'll call trial and error, we continue right. to refine, refine, refine as we got smarter, as we got smarter, they got smarter in terms of what our guests were doing from an interaction perspective. Mm-hmm. And really, I think the the, ish, the interesting piece was 
the nuance in terms of how do you have to refine it by platform. Just doing what we did when we launched Facebook as our first one, you couldn't just replicate it onto Twitter. It was a different conversations, different guests, different, just different vernacular in certain cases that we had yeah. to employ, right? Because it's a different user group in a lot of exam- in a lot of cases. Right. And, and then similarly, when we went to Amazon, right? It's a completely different because people are talking versus mm-hmm. typing. And so it was that kind of refinement on, to your point, how do you ensure that you're, you're understanding the, the context of the discussion is very different by platform. And that's really where we started to integrate and started to work together a lot more because we could see these conversations happening even before the bot, right? We were talking to people with humans. And so that's where we started inputting a lot more in terms of the tone and the content that, that we needed to have to be Fridays in these conversations. And so was this effort entirely driven by IT or did you partner with a particular area of the business to drive this forward? And, you know, what are kind of at least at Fridays, like what do those relationships look like with regards to AI or the businesses kind of asking for this stuff or are you more out in front trying to figure it out and providing examples that will get them interested? Yeah, I think initially we were out in front. You know, this was something that we were pushing. I wanted to push specifically because I felt it helped differentiate us from our competition, right? We're looking for, you know, how do we be different? And I don't I don't want to compete against Chili's and Applebee's because I don't consider them my competition. I I consider competition of anyone that's thinking about going for a, a drink. Or, or some a bite of food, right? And so that's a much larger landscape. And so I'm competing against Starbucks in certain cases, right? And so I think, you know, we have to be more technologically forward and innovative in the eyes of our guests. So we pushed a lot of that initially. But I'll tell you, as soon as we started doing some of these tests and we started, you know, partnering and showing our, our, our friends and my counterpart in marketing, you know, they came right on board. They're like, now they're pushing us like, you know, faster, more, <laughs> right? Let's, I, I want to know Sally versus Mary because I want to send them specific content, right? So right. they're pushing and we're, we have a great partner. My CMO colleague, Stephanie Perdue and I are connected at the hip on this and, and really working to figure out again, how do we continue to push the needle here? Similarly on the operation side, you know, bringing those that the benefit of AI into our operators and into the four walls. You know, our uh, our head of operations here and I are also now like, what's next? You know, can we can we give wearables to the, the servers so that they're they're getting real time information about who's walking in the door? And so it's a lot of, again, people are starting to see the power of, of what this can do. And now we're I'd say we're much more in lockstep in, in terms of how fast, how far, you know, and, and how much. And so how do you see the role of the. IT of your organization shifting to accommodate the the broader interest in these technologies. Yeah, I mean, to me, our role still has to be what's next for for us. You know, I I pride my team in in, in pushing them to really continue to push the ball forward, continue to ask the question, what's next? What are other people even thinking about that we can be first? Right, so. Mm-hmm. You know, we were we were first to use Amazon Pay on Amazon Alexa. We're the one of the first brands on new GM OnStars marketplace. We're, you know, one of the first brands to connect one click ordering on on Facebook and Twitter. And so 
those types of things to me, again, help differentiate us. You know, I, I look to the Starbucks and the Domino's of the world because they are truly technology companies that happen to sell coffee and pizza. I want Fridays to be recognized from a technology perspective as being technology first, technology forward, that happen to sell beer and ribs. And then I, I think we get rewarded for that. I think our guests appreciate that. And so that, to me, is the role that my team has and very proud of their work and their efforts because they continue to lead and, and drive the innovation forward. Mm-hmm. Do you have a short list of things that you see as being that next, those next set of things? Yeah, I really want to do more with bringing digital inside the restaurant, right? We, a, lot of, a lot of effort by us and our counterparts is, you know, when people are walking around outside the four walls, right? All the right. mobile things. And, and I'm, you know, our, my big push for this coming year is how do we bring those digital experiences inside the four walls? You know, whether it's an interactive bar, a virtual bartender, you know, there's so many things that you can think about bringing technology not in an obtrusive fashion, but again, to support the environment, that social occasion we want our guests to have with our team members and bartenders. How does technology potentially play there and make it not only fun, but creates a unique experience that guests say, well, that's cool. And the only place I can do that is at Fridays. That's what we're really pushing for next year. And I think the next couple of years is to create that more seamless integration between off-premise and in-restaurant as it relates to digital and how AI and some of these other technologies can help support that. Mm-hmm. And are there specific directions that you're planning ahead to enable that, or are you kind of still trying to figure all that out? Well, I, I can't spill all my secrets uh, on, <laughs> on, on this, but uh, you know, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of things that are in the works. We're still trying to figure some of it out, to be honest. Uh, I have the benefit of having a uh, a test restaurant, so to speak, a, a little lab that we get to try fun things. So, you know, we're... Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. It's, it's a ton of fun. So, I, you know, I've been able to try, you know, bar tops that are like iPads and being able to do things around the TVs around our bar that bring, again, the guest into the experience. So those are just little teasers and we'll have to talk next year so I, I can give you more. Awesome. Awesome. And then as you think to rolling all of this out, what strike you as some of the big challenges that you'll face in the process? Yeah, I think the the biggest two big challenges, one is to make sure we don't we don't get too far in front of our guests or our organization. And, and what I mean by that uh-huh. is, uh-huh. you know, sometimes technology just for technology's sake can be a massive failure, right? It it gets uh-huh. it gets too far in front. Guests aren't sure what to do with it. They don't see it as a value. Our operations can't support it. So I can give good information to someone, but if they don't do anything with it, it it was a failed exercise, right? And so I think it's making sure that we continue to be in lockstep and have our guests tell us what they're looking for, you know, in certain cases to be more convenient, frictionless, more fun, social, et cetera. And then our operators as well to tell us what they can handle and what they can, we can ensure they execute on a daily basis across our 900 plus restaurants. I think the other piece that we have to just make sure of is that, again, there's a lot of cool things we can do, right? And at the end of the day, you know, cool doesn't pay the bills. We have to make sure that everything we do is tied to an ROI, it's tied to an, you know, a, a returnable, you know, whether that be, you know, obviously revenue is the easiest thing to measure, but even guest engagement and frequency and loyalty. And, you know, if it doesn't tie back to one of those strategic pillars, then it may be cool, but 
it's not going to be for us. And so I think we have to continue to always, I would say, measure ourselves or guard ourselves against getting too far out and then also doing things that just have PR value, uh, but don't really move the needle for the organization. Right. Anything else you'd like to leave the audience with? Well, I think the uh, the only thing I think, you know, if people are even considering doing this or, or they're they're starting their efforts, you know, to me, there's just a, a few lessons learned that I would I would impart here at the end. You know, one, again, is really take your time. You know, there, there's no award for speed uh, in this area. You know, the technology can get overwhelming. Take your time, learn it, test the heck out of it. Uh, make sure it's right for what you want to achieve, because it, it can do a lot. But can it also get you in trouble if, if you don't have some guardrails? The second thing I'd say is, you know, going back to the earlier conversation, don't don't try to do this alone. This is uh, this is a wide open kind of wild west frontier. There there are some good emerging partners out there. Uh, my suggestion is to to utilize them, even if it's to have a conversation, so that you don't you don't bloody your knees where where that path's already been taken. Mm-hmm. And uh, and finally, just always remember what you're doing it for. Uh, in our case, it's for the guest. And ensuring that you always kind of keep that in mind and tie it back to, you know, what are the key questions that you're trying to answer? And is it really going to make, you know, your customer, your guest better in terms of their interaction, their experience with your brand? Uh, mm-hmm. For us, that's kind of the holy grail. If it, if it doesn't impact them in a positive light, in a positive way, then we don't do it. Uh, that, that all sounds like excellent advice. <laughs> sounds like you've been down this road a few times. Yes. A lot of bloody knees. Well, Sharif, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me this morning. I really appreciate uh, all the insights into what you're doing there at Fridays. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening and for your continued feedback and support. For more information on Sharif or any of the topics covered in this episode, head on over to twimmelaicom slash talk slash 82. To follow along with the AI Summit series, visit twimmelaicom slash AI Summit. Of course, you are encouraged to send along your feedback or questions to us either by leaving a note right on the show notes page or via Twitter at twimmelai or at Sam Charrington. Thanks again to IBM Power for their sponsorship of this series. For more information about the IBM Power Systems platform for enterprise AI, visit twimmelai.com slash IBM Power. Thanks once again for listening and catch you next time.